How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. Hello, you're listening to Jenny and Ray at home. I'm Jenny. I'm Ray. And we're at home. Indeed we are. Very busy in this house today. <laughs> it's You know, people talk about you becoming a taxi driver mm-hmm. when you have kids of a certain age and you go, oh yeah, that's just for sitcoms. That's the way they portray it in sketch shows. And they even have taxi things on top of the cars. But it is that, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. That's what the weekends are. People go, ah, the weekend. And I'm like, no, no. Weekends are busier than during the week. They are. They are. And we have to squeeze this in between hockey and something else and something else. Yeah. Well, the hockey match, I'm being shouted at. Right. I was told that this, make this shorter because we have to get a certain person to a hockey match. Right. We've just, if we just speak more quickly. <laughs> What's going on? You sort of enjoy it though. And you meet people who relish it. You meet people who that's their life and they'll always uh, be at pains to tell you, did that, did that, going here. Oh, taxi driver, taxi driver, that's all I do. You know, there are people like that. And well, I see, I think there are a lot of people out there who really enjoy telling you how busy they are. Because it means they're, it's like affirmation that they are not important, but at least important to somebody. It's affirmation, isn't it? Yeah. Look at me, look at me. Busy, busy, busy. I have a friend and I love her so much because she doesn't play that game. I remember sitting around with a group of women and everybody was trying to outdo each other about how busy they were. Everyone was like, oh God, having a minute. Jeez, if you looked at my diary for the week, absolutely crazy. Can't, can't even draw breath. I'm that busy. And my friend, who was French, went, really? Not busy at all? I went, I love her. You know, I was only getting to know the group and yeah. I went, she's for me. She's my type of girl. She's lucky to be able to say that. No, but I think she was kind of telling the truth. Yeah, people buy into it, don't they? And they feel, I busy, I'm busy, therefore I am. Yeah. They have to fill every second. And if they're not filling every second actually doing something, they're thinking about doing something. What did our ancestors do? Because they didn't, they, they, they had a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, they sat around in caves. Yeah. Oh, having the chats. Told you. I sound like a dog. <laughs> I don't think they sounded like that. <laughs> there was a lot more lolling. Lolling. There was a lot more lolling around. Yeah, yeah. And lying around. There was a lot less finesse as well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine there was much, for example... You know, uh, Cleanliness like No I wasn't thinking about that But like oh, right. You know chatting somebody up And seducing somebody And wooing somebody No but sure, we've, been, we've seen it in the Flintstones You just, you oh, just get just... whacked over the head And dragged off That was it <laughs> It's not very PC But that's the way it happened And now we look back at The snapper <laughs> And we think that it was quite Stone agey <laughs> Neanderthal You know <laughs> Get up those stairs Will I brush my teeth Yeah <laughs> Brilliant line <laughs> I can't remember in what order they came she say she was doing the knitting, was she? She says, 
She was in something anyway. Yeah. And he was like, oh, brush me teeth then. Yeah. He's all very excited. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that is the reality of life. You know, if you're getting prepared, you're going to brush the old gnashers, aren't you? Of course you are. Yes, that's the least you could do. The least you could do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of white teeth around talking to gnashers. I've noticed it more and more lately, actually. Ah, but that's been going maybe, on forever. Like maybe because for I was at the dentist during the week and we actually had that chat. You know, I was saying, are a lot of people coming in and getting their teeth whitened? And she was like, yeah, yeah, it's really popular. Yeah. And what she said to me is that there can be huge sensitivity of your teeth afterwards, which immediately I went, what? Uh, but I did say for how long? She said, not that long. I thought it was a permanent thing. Oh, the sensitivity? Yeah, it's not. Right. But still... I said, well, what type of sensitivity? And she went, you know, that kind of tin tingly. Foily, no, thank you. I was no, like, thank you. Oh, I don't know. Because I went to her a few years ago. Yeah. It's the same woman when I was on the Great telly. Great dentist. And I thought, well, I better, I better just go with the flow. And, and she offers you up these, <laughs> these <laughs> 10 teeth. And she says, which colour would you like them? What level of brightness? Yeah. And I say, which colour? Simon Cowell? Where am I at now? Where am I at now? And she goes, you're down there. Oh, you're down there. not too good. And then you go right up and it is Simon Cowell. It is sunglasses. Why would you go for that? That white? Well, you see, I've said this before and I remember being in a situation and talking to a number of young women. Okay. Not giving too much away. Uh, And one after the next, after the next. And I found myself looking at their Teeth yes. and not into their eyes. Because naturally as humans, we speak to each other's eyes. Mm-hmm. We're drawn to the eyes. That's the way we that's the way we communicate. Yeah. But if you have something else on the face that's drawing your attention, oh. like unnaturally white teeth, you find yourself then drifting towards the teeth. So you're looking into somebody's mouth as opposed to looking them in the eye. Is that your excuse for fake boobs as well? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. It's <laughs> like I can't help it either. If I see them, I'm like, oh <laughs> Remember the time you you actually had a feel? You yeah, that woman in. Yeah, well, you know, it was an experiment. It was an I experiment. asked her permission. Of course she did. I said, Can't, do you mind? I'd love to have a field. See, feel. They felt very natural. Did they? These ones that she had, they did. They felt lovely. Yeah. They did feel lovely. I can see why men are drawn to them. I, I do. Oh, God, no. No, not fake boobs. Boobs. <laughs> right. In general. <laughs> right. Just mean because of that coziness, you know, you can see. Yeah, snuggle, snuggle your head in there. Okay, <laughs> might add that. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about teeth? Yeah, teeth. So, teeth, I said. So, anyway, you decided not to do it. I don't know, I think things change, you know. You might as you get older, you don't want to be going around. Not you, one does not want to be going around. Because as you age, obviously, things are getting more tea and coffee you're drinking. And uh, yeah. it's not that big a deal, is it? Just to get a little bit of help. It's it's like getting your eyebrows tinted. It's not like full on stuff, is it? I, I, <gasps> I don't know. Moral it's, dilemma. It's not a moral dilemma. I just. But it's for would me. Would you be arsed? Might be. Never know. I, I wouldn't be arsed, you see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered. I, 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 I don't know why. And the older I get, the less bothered I become. Yeah. Yes, I found that about a lot of things. But that's youth, though. And that's kind of thinking about putting your best self forward. It's like all the hours you spent, particularly as women, getting all the beauty stuff, which we've spoken about so many times now, which I now just see the majority of those as a massive waste of time. The only thing I'll say to you is looking back on my youth. Jesus, I don't know what you were going to say there. No, but but I'm sort of envious now of women because you had loads of stuff to do. 
Yeah. As guys, all you really had to do was your hair. Yeah, but I'm kind of envious and of guys like about that because you just hop in the shower. You might, like, you don't even body moisturize. Like, these things take time. Yeah. You don't, you don't go, I'm now going to moisturize my whole body. But the more you do it, the more it needs it. But it is it? lovely. I love it. I do love that. But it does take time. Yeah, I couldn't. I wouldn't, again, wouldn't be arsed. You do have the, the, the facial moisturizer. Every, though. once every three weeks, probably. And You're we like had, in and out of the shower. Whoosh, whoosh, yeah. Bit of an old t- teeth brush. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Once a week, I shave the head. And then once every fortnight, I might cut the nails, the toenails. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Please don't go any further. You're going to start talking about manscaping or something. <laughs> These are things to Listen. I'm very proud. Look at look at that there. Look at that there. Me too. Look at that there. Look at that there. Sorry, when I came in, I saw that, but and I said, "What? What is that?" But we we're in such a rush. What is that, Stanley? That's a, that's a Stanley tool bag. Nothing to do with our dog. No, no, no. Stanley, as in Stanley knife, Stanley screwdriver. Oh my god! Stanley did you in. buy a tool bag? Listen, it's, it's, a, it's more like a box. It, it, that, you're right. It you're is. right. It's and not that, a bag. No, you're right. You're right. Um, it's like an open top box um, with a handle. So I have to go and interview Garth Brooks tomorrow. I, I don't know how it's going to work out because there's loads of different things that could go wrong. Anyway, um, so I have a bit of gear to bring with me. And yeah. The same gear I brought to interview Catherine Corliss and other people. But you see that yellow box over there? It's a yellow plastic box. I can't really rock up to. I can only see a red plastic box. Sorry, red. Did I say yellow? Yes. <laughs> I was like, Sorry. there's a bright red box Sorry, there. did I say yellow? I you did, and you said yellow at, twice. I was looking at the yellow Stanley. Okay. Anyway, uh, that red box over there. So I yeah. rocked up with that. You can't really, you know, arrive in to interview Garth Brooks with your stuff in a I don't know. A I watched a bit of box. that documentary and I think he'd quite like that. Anyway, so 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 that's it. I went online and I had this idea that I'd get a case, you know, I'd... You know, I sort of get a, a tool case and put them into that. Yeah. And then I got that's all, that was on special. I went on to the website and I thought I'd get a case, um, but that was on special offer. Where thirty four ninety nine up in Woody's, and all the stuff fits in it. And the brilliant thing about it is you don't have to open it or ever. It's all just there, ready to go. Oh, amazing! You'd use that once. Goodbye. I bet you I'll use it more than once. How will you use it more than once? Because I, I, Where are you going I'll be, I'll be doing stuff. Oh, I'll be doing stuff, more and more stuff like this. Mm. Wait, you see. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised that they don't have, and this is a bit technical, but when a big movie star comes into the country, they set up a room in a hotel and they have two cameras and they have the backdrop. You'll have seen it. Mm. They have the backdrop to the movie there. Mm-hmm. And literally, whoever's going to interview them, I've done a number of these over the years. You just come in, sit down, you interview the person. And then they hand you a tape on the way out. Or yeah. they email you the, the video. Yes. It, but they don't seem to be do they don't seem to do the same for radio. I don't know why. You know, that they would have a setup like we have here and everybody comes in and uses the same setup and then we just email off, you know, an MP three at the end of it. I think it's because um they kind of think that the person from the radio will have the best equipment or they'll know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, to be reliant yeah. on somebody else, you just be like, No way. Mm. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Anyway, that just very quickly, that microphone that you were speaking into now, the yeah. next person to speak into that microphone will be... Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Oh my God. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, 
I used to work in East Coast Radio a million years ago and all over East Coast Radio, I don't know whether they still have them, was pictures of the time that Garth Brooks came down and he... Uh, where's East Coast based? In Bray. Right. Sorry, East Coast Radio in Bray. And uh, he got up on the roof of the station and thousands of people from Wicklow all came around. It actually looked really exciting and great fun. It would have been huge. He is Mr. Excitement. I I, yeah. I knew he was huge, right? Uh, but I didn't realise how huge he was. Mm. Um, so in preparation for the interview, I watched two Netflix documentaries. It's They're an hour and a half each. Okay. They, just, they just went up recently. But mad stuff. Like he played to a million people in Central Park in, Amer- in New York. A million people? A million people. A million people. That's like his latest tour has sold something like 6.4 million tickets. What is it about him? He's not going to hear this now, so it's okay. No, well, I tell you, it's general appeal. So what, what, he definitely broke down the sort of the borders between country music and popular music. Yeah. Um, and he has this energy about him, which is undeniable, whether you like his music or not. There Star is this, quality. Yeah. And everybody, everybody says it from Billy Joel to, you know, James Taylor to, they're all featured in the documentary. Okay. They all say that he has this something. There are people who are a bit sniffy about him. I'd say it's because they haven't been to a, a, I'd say that's a gig. It. That's it. Yeah, I'd because say that's it. He tells the story um, when they were trying to get a record deal. They went to seven different labels uh, and they got seven rejections. Mm. And then there's this place in Nashville called Bluebird. It's like an open mic gig. Okay. So you just come up and you do, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour. And oftentimes new acts will invite the record companies there to see them in action. That's great. Anyway, so he done, got all the rejections, seven rejections. He was uh, doing Bluebird this night, this particular night, and he was on to perform last, which wasn't headlining. That was at the end. It's not not a good thing. And then the, whoever was in the roster to do, um, to go on second, cancelled. And it just happened that people from the record companies were specifically there to see that person. Ah. Garth was there early. He said, I'll fill his, or he was asked to fill the slot. And as a result, one of the record companies that had said no, saw him doing the live thing, saw the reaction from the audience, said, we have to sign that guy. Well, you know, that's not an accident. That was always going to happen. That story's told like that, but that was always going to happen. And in what way? Just in life, that was going to happen. Yeah, I don't, you see, I don't know if, if somebody, if somebody's really talented, really good at whatever they do, that it, it's... No, I meant, you know the way people go, it was a chance the guy didn't turn up. I think that was supposed to happen. But I, I don't get what you're saying. It's do you like, believe it was written in the stars or something yeah, like that? Kind of, oh yeah, yeah, no, I don't believe that. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I do. All I right. think that was that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about that off, off mic. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was running back this morning past the house down there and I realised they have everything. Uh, that's virtue signalling. Were you just telling us you went for a run? <laughs> we should have a ding every time I virtue signal. You signing. said you were going to introduce a ding. <laughs> ding. Virtue signalling. I was reading. Aww. I was reading a book during the week. Ding. Oh, you read. You read books. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, there's a house down the road, um, and it has both a charging point for an electric car and a heat pump. So they're future-proofing their house. Well, that that was built. They kind of basically demolished the house. And they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a fancy new house. So they're future-proofing the house. And I was just thinking... All the new houses out that are being built, not all of them, a lot of them have the electric car. Things. Yeah, because I remember General Bannon saying that he, he had them in his house. 
you'd be silly not to because you're putting in all the infrastructure and you're getting the electrician in. Yeah. So all the wiring is yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not mad. You can get like a grant. It's like 1,200 quid or something. You can get 600 quid off it. Yeah, and it's probably cheaper if you're getting it done, you know. Yeah. But what I was thinking was, so they're future-proofing their house mm-hmm. and we've been asked to retrofit. You know, so it's retrofitting and future-proofing and it's all, you know, it sounds like sort of a, a poem or something. Like I said, you don't have to do it. You don't, it's, it's a, choice. a choice. It's a choice, yes. It you is. You can do a what choice. you want. It is, it is a I choice. I might change the old windows. That's grand. That's enough for me now. I'll wait for the next generation to do the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Should I, bring I mean? him a, should I bring him a present? It would have to be, like what? I Give don't us know. an idea of what know. you're thinking of. I don't know. I don't know. You can make him a bit of brown bread or something. No. He probably gets this all the time because, um, and I know I said we were finished with him, but like if Garth Brooks records one of your songs, that's you set up for life. Okay. You know, that's, that's. Get him to do a promo for the podcast. Hey, <laughs> you're listening to Jenny Ray at home. Don't and I'm he, Garth Brooks. I, I don't think he talks like that. Sorry, I just made that up. I don't know. Um, Get him to do it. I don't, I don't think I will. I won't be able to do that. <laughs> I don't know which time with him. <laughs> yeah. Come here, but, didn't you talk to this guy, Kevin Beresford? I did on a number we of did, occasions. We did a few yes, times, yes. I remember, back, back in the day yeah. in Today FM. And he is brilliant. He's one of those people that I actually love because he's just eccentric and he just does mad bonkers stuff. And the reason, first the reason was, we spoke to him was that he did a, a That's calendar. what I was going to say. Yeah, the sorry. first thing he did was a calendar about roundabouts in yes. his local area. Well, he's got a new calendar. Can I just fill out. in? Can I just fill in? Some of the gaps. Oh yeah, yeah. So so he he did it, and then he did it again the next year, and then like people seemed to love him on Today FM. We definitely did. Yeah, even if our listeners didn't. Uh, and then he decided to come over to Ireland, and he actually did. I don't know what year it was, but he did a calendar of the roundabouts of Ireland. Yeah, including the, you know the Mad Cow roundabout and yeah. other ones. <laughs> so, what a great roundabout! <laughs> a great roundabout. <laughs> it's it's sort of an intersection now. You couldn't really call it a roundabout. <laughs> well, it's in his area, Redditch. Redditch, so the one right. this year, and it's flying out. Right. And it's all about park benches. He's in, in his, a calendar of park benches. In his local area. Right. There's a picture of him there to sit in. That's his favourite one there. And he said the most important thing about a park bench is location, location, location. Right. And he said it's like, in a sense, what all the benches are is a meditation, which makes sense. You know, when you sit in a bench, if you actually take time out to sit, mm. And then you've got a lovely tree around you, possibly in a park or wherever you are. It gives you time just to, you know, catch a little breather. Anyway, that's his latest one. You had an idea during the summer. Yeah. Memorial benches. Yes. Down in Dunmore East, if you do the cliff walk, you'll know it if you go down there and definitely do it if you go down there. Then spotted along the way are different benches with memorial plaques. But I thought, what a lovely thing. I love to find out the story behind Mm. the person behind the bench. But memorial benches are everywhere. Yeah, of course they are. No, yeah. but this is what caught my eye, obviously, yes. the amount of memorial benches because the most beautiful view out to sea. And actually, I met a local woman as well one day when I was down swimming. Virtue signaling, I swim in the sea. And uh, I was talking to her about some of the memorial benches and she had the story of about three of them she mm. was able to tell me. I, I think we thought, recounted one of them, did we, on, on yeah, one of the podcasts? Yeah, uh, Anya, Anya yes. Greaves. Yeah, I met her dad and her mum. Yeah, and I just thought, what a lovely idea to get the story behind the memorial benches. Now, it could be done a few ways, just walking and, you know, sitting on the bench, maybe sitting with one of the people from her family or their family or whatever, or friends, and getting their story, getting a sense of the person, and then moving on to the next bench. 
Yeah. It's a nice idea, isn't it? It is a nice idea. Yeah. When next time I go down, I'll start you could do researching it. 10 minute podcasts. I think people would listen to that. Yeah. And exactly. They're everywhere. Yeah. And not necessarily just benches, you know, the plaques all over the place. Yeah. I think it's just because I can't help myself. I'm just nosy. I want to know about the person. What have you got there? I saw this and my, I'm, I was drawn to this because I have this memory. When I was a kid, we went to America when I was about nine and we went out to New Jersey and we were staying in these little cabins and there were lo- loads of these cabins around and uh, another family were there. It's all vague because I was only nine and they invited us out to go crab fishing. It was really exciting. We all went out and we were pulling up uh, crab pots and everything. And I always remember that we went back and then they had a huge big pot. I can mm. still see the pot mm-hmm. of boiling water. Mm. And then they emptied in to the, the crabs into the boiling water. And I can still remember hearing the noise yeah. of the crabs trying to get out. And it all struck me as incredibly cruel. cruel. And it's like sometimes, you know the way if you're on holidays, you'll go and you'll see lobsters around and then people actually walk by and they'll go, I'll have that one. And then you see the lads coming in, putting the hands in, taking out the lobster. We did that. We did that. I, I stayed for three weeks with my sister, Jackie, and her now husband, Paddy. Yeah. When they lived in Boston. Okay. And Boston, you know, that part of America would be famous for yeah. lobsters. So we went down to the local supermarket on the Friday, picked out our live lobster, brought it back, uh, boiled up a big pot of boiling water. It just doesn't seem right. And then placed the lobster in it. It doesn't seem right. And well, the it reason... Was, it was ritual. It was sort of thing. That's the way you do it. That's the way it should be done. Yeah, but you didn't think about it, really. No, did you? No, you no. You just thought this is how you do it. And it's a lobster and... It. Well, the thing that caught my eye is that boiling lobster is alive. When you even say that, boiling lobster is alive. It could be banned if ministers over in England act on a government commissioned report, which has found that crustaceans have feelings. Sentient beings. Yeah, that's it. It's a study conducted by experts from the London School of Economics, and it concluded that there is strong scientific evidence that decapod crustaceans are sentient. Now, how does that make you feel now? I, well, I, I never I never felt comfortable with it. No. Uh, I'd like to apologise 35 years on yeah. or more to that, to that lobster. lobster. Yeah. Well, it's already banned in uh, Norway, New Zealand, Austria and parts of Italy and Germany. So a humane death is just a... Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. If, so if anything that involves well, suffering. You, yeah, I don't know. I'm slowly but surely going down the vegetarian route. Like slowly but surely. I'm just getting to an age oh, now where the more... I need a gong for that virtue sing. <laughs> no, I am because yeah. it's very easy not to think about these things and you don't want to think about them. And then we, we talk to ourselves and say things like, we're animals, you know, and that's what we do in order to keep alive. And like, it just makes me feel more and more uncomfortable the older oh, I yeah. get thinking okay. about it. I'm just, this is no, here, here. slow growth. Yes. I am Great. nearly 50. Yeah. I'm yeah. coming to this. Some people will go, you big arsehole. You should have come to this at a much earlier point. And other people yeah. will go, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, we're, we're, omni- meant to, we're omnivores. We're meant to eat meat. We are omnivores, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know about what that means. We're omnivores. Yeah. We, Omnivore means that we... No, I know what that means. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we also are thinking compassionate humans and maybe if you get to a point where you think this is not right me killing a sentient being in order to feed myself when it's not particularly necessary Mm. that's where I'm coming from do plants have feelings Mm. Uh, leave you with that thought 
We have to go and deliver a child to hockey. Mm. Talk to you next week. Okay. Talk to you next week.